Hello and welcome to Lessons from Lifetime, a podcast where I recap a Lifetime movie and give you the most important lessons that we can learn from them. For example, and this is an important one, make sure you research your boyfriend or partner to be because it could be a family member for example in fallen hearts it was an uncle and you don't want to date your uncle super weird so this week is a little different i'm having a very crazy week trying to get the kids back to school it's hectic and nuts and i'm going to be interviewing katie and Rosie from Marrying Millions. And I will have those interviews up, hopefully, on the recap episode on Thursday. So excited about that. You have to tune in. As for today's episode, I'm going to upload for you a recent episode of Sip and Shine podcast. Carrie is an amazing podcaster, an amazing friend, and a mentor to me. And I always appreciate when I get to go on her show. So we are talking about missing girls cold cases from South Carolina. Aaliyah Bell and Christina Porco. We get into their cases a little bit and give their information just in case anyone sees them. It's been years for both but we never want to let cold cases go dormant. Always want to get the word out and hopefully if you see something you'll say something. There will not be an outro on this specific episode. I'm just going to let Carrie's episode end it how it normally does but I will have the recap of Gates of Paradise which is the continuation of V.C. Andrews books to screen on Lifetime this week as well as our big fun recap of Marrying Millions on Thursday. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe. It is helping so much, and I love you all who are listening. Let's get started. It's the Sip and Shine podcast, a retro-inspired cocktail podcast party of intriguing tales of histories, scandals, pop culture, and hot mess struggles. She will interrupt you. She will sound like she has the voice of a 12-year-old. And she will make it awkward, but in a good way. Here is your host, Carrie. Hola, welcome to the show that features guests sharing true crime, scandals, paranormal, or historic tales along with their personal experiences and thoughts. What is our society without popular culture and entertainment? And of course, because I consider people watching as a hobby, we don't just gossip about celebrities and royals, we investigate and then share our observations with you. I am your host, Carrie, and welcome to our classy little cocktail party. So pour a glass and come sit by me. Please don't forget to follow me at SipshinePod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and check out SipandShinePodcast.com for additional classy little stories of scandal and intrigue. And now, cue the confetti. But first, champagne. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Good. So where are you right now? I am down in Florida. I took uh, Jody's suggestion. No, I had already had this plan, but I heard y'all talking on Moms on the Rocks taking just a mom and kids trip. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was listening actually on the way down here. I was like, oh, I'm doing that right now. It's just me and the kids and we're hanging out at the beach and having a good time. Tell me it's not so easy and laid back. It is a lot easier. And I, I think it's just because my husband is a, a doer. Like he wants to be going and doing and 
And like me and the kids can just be laid back. Like we can have cereal for dinner. We can just chill out and not have to go, go, go. When I go away with the girls, we just super chill out and we're super relaxed and we're super on vacation. And thank goodness they behave so I don't have to be in mom mode, you know. Oh, no. Mine are fine. I mean, it's been really, really fun so far. So if you know anything about me, I am completely obsessed with people that disappear. I have a fear of it. Mm-hmm. I am fascinated where they go. Is it aliens? Like, right. how can somebody possibly in this day and age just go missing? Yeah, I agree. It's completely, it freaks me out. It's fascinating as well as scary at the same time. I think that's why I'm drawn to the stories. It's like such a fear. And I'm like, where do they go? Where? I don't understand. And I think everyone, if you're an adult, if you're a kid, deserves to be found. I think that the family deserves to know what happened. And I think everyone that's a Jane Doe or a John Doe deserves a name. Absolutely. I agree. So I always have a soft spot on this. I do too. All right. So what I did is I pulled two cases from South Carolina. One's more recent and one is older because, again, the cold cases deserve attention, you know, too. And so the first one, I'm really hoping that she's still alive. And I'm hoping she's rescued because I have a feeling it's a situation where she needs rescuing. Yeah, absolutely. I I think so, too, after I read through it. Her name is Aaliyah Sade Bell, which I love her name. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm saying her middle name correctly, but I'm saying it Sade because I like how that sounds. (laughs) Sounds good. So please don't be upset with me. Now, she was from Rock Hill, South Carolina, and she's considered endangered missing, meaning that something probably happened to her like foul play. She was born on January 30th, 1996, and so at the time of her disappearance, she was 18, and she was about 5'6", 145 pounds. I wish I weighed that much right now. And she was wearing a black pea coat, gray leggings or jogging pants, neon blue and green shoes, and a silver lip ring. And she went missing in 2014. So she was an African-American female. She had black hair, brown eyes. Her lip was pierced. She had star tattoos on the left side of her abdomen. She may go by the last name of Hall, Bell Hall, or Hall Bell. She just looked like a sweet girl. She has like that face. Yeah, she does. Sad. On November 25th of 2014, Aaliyah Shade Bell was last seen walking down Chestnut Street in Rock Hill, South Carolina, near her uncle's home. When I was researching this, and one of their news reports said that she was seen with a friend. So I don't understand. Did the person who saw her didn't know the friend? Couldn't identify the friend? Did the friend say she was missing? I just think it's really weird that... That is really weird that those details are left out. Like if she was last seen there, did they... Was it like they were walking home together and then they split up, you know, one to go one way, one to go... And then she was taken? So it was two days before Thanksgiving. She left behind her cellular phone, which girls that day and age don't do that unless... Unless you're like the kind of girl, which I had a couple friends like that that had two phones. One for their parents to know the phone and one on the sly. Wow. No, I'd never even thought of that. (laughs) Uh, Her wallet and all her belongings were left behind and she was never seen again. But this is the other thing that is really going to strike you weird because why would you leave your wallet behind if you needed your ID? Because on the day of her disappearance, a family member wired her $100 to go shopping, but she never picked up the money. And usually you have to bring an ID to pick up that money. I would think she'd take her phone and her wallet and all of those things and go get the money. So Aaliyah's social media accounts haven't been active, nor has she been tried to attempt to contact her family, which was uncharacteristic. There have been possible sightings of the 18-year-old at a motel after she was reported missing. 
She could also be in Charlotte or Fayetteville, North Carolina, which you explained to me Rock, Rock Hill is on the border. Yeah, it's on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina, and it's supposed to be a really great place, like a really nice town. Or Atlanta, Georgia. I almost said Rock Hudson in there. <laughs> her family did not think that she left of her own free will, and they also said that she wouldn't have accepted that ride unless she knew the person or she trusted them. They believe something or someone is preventing her from coming home. Like They're saying that in a lot of the news reports I was reading, and her family was really concerned, and they were concerned because she never picked up that money. Now, she was a student at an alternative high school, which was called the Phoenix Academy. And her ultimate goal was that she wanted to be a hairstylist after graduation. And on the day she disappeared, she did attend school. So I'm hoping and praying that it's not that she was trafficked. Terrifying, terrifying thought. Because like we were talking about earlier, you know, they keep them drugged and then they get hooked on the drugs. So then in order to get the drugs, they have to do what they have to do or what the people tell them to do. And they're just locked away, you know? Now, you were saying before you had a friend whose family member this kind of happened to. Yeah, yeah. Um, She was young. I, I don't even remember how old. I mean, a young teen and met a, from what she was saying, a really handsome guy, really beautiful girl. And they just kind of befriended her, like I guess at the mall or something. And she met up with them a few times and they said they were models and they worked for this modeling company and that she could do it too. And they got to know her and know her family situation, which wasn't great. So once they figured that out and they knew that maybe she wouldn't be missed right away, they one day they just took her. They drugged her and took her. And she was in a building like that was boarded all up and continually fed drugs and made to, you know, she was trafficked. I forget how she got away. It was something crazy. Somehow she was able to get out and run. And then through that, she had to go through like a program and stuff like that. But still, it's terrifying. And it's like such a real thing. And the other thing is too, I would not want my daughter, if this ever happened to her, ever feel like she let me down or something was wrong with her, or something happened to her, or be embarrassed that it happened, or Mm -hmm. that she was trusting, or that she got hooked on drugs because of it, or whatever. Like, it would just be like, just come home. Absolutely, 100%. We will get through whatever it is we need to get through. And then the other aspect of it was, you know how that money got wired? I'm hoping, again, that if somebody at school was like, you owe me money for, you know, I lent you money, now you owe it to me. And then she's like on her way to going to get it. And the person didn't believe her and like took her. Was like, okay, you're going to, you know, you're going to give me. And she's like, no, dude, I just got to go get the money. Oh, it's so You know, like that was the other thing. It's just weird. Why didn't she go pick it up, you know? That's why you have to assume foul play. Just because, I mean, they're not going to leave the money that was wired or her phone or her wallet. I mean, it's just too many things. No, and I really, really, I really wanted to feature this story because – I hope when people are driving and you just see, we always have to take training through the military about sex trafficking and the signs of it and what to do. They would want us to report it. It was passed during, I think, um, George Bush's term. I really hope that people take a second look sometimes and not mind their business if they think a situation is off. I know. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's just like with, who was it? Um, Elizabeth Smart? Is that who it was? Yeah. That was yeah. kidnapped and then somebody just felt like, was it her or which one was it? Somebody just felt like something was wrong and they called it in and then it was like that's how they were saved. They just had a feeling. You just kind of know something's up. For the case that you're doing is in Hilton Head. 
do you ever vacation in Hilton Head? Yes, and with Hilton Head, um, we have gone a few times. And actually, because I grew up in South Florida, I'm just a Florida girl at heart. I love the beaches. I'm on the East Coast beach right now, but we go to the Gulf a lot, and that's my favorite. Hilton Head is very nice. It's just not what I'm used to, but the area itself is really nice. I went there when I went to Charleston, and then we drove down to Hilton Head, and we stayed at a place. I wanted to go see where the infamous Ashley took place. <gasps> yes, 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 what yes. What was that island it was called? Like I, uh, the whiskey I, or yeah, it has a funny Defonsky? name. <laughs> Defonsky <laughs> Island or something. And I saw the boat going back and forth that I think it happened on. <laughs> and then, yeah, I wanted to see the scene of the crime. And I think Shep grew up down there. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll set up Mellencamp or Shep or something. Shep and it didn't Teddy also, Teddy Mellencamp, they grew up there. And yeah. then uh, Chelsea was somewhere near there too, right? Yes. And so I was like, maybe I'll see somebody. It's just a side story. When I was really young, we used to stay in Captiva Island. It's way down in South Florida. And we always stayed at this one house on the beach called the Surfcomber. And one day, um, our uh, the lady whose house it was called, and she's like, listen, I'm trying to sell the house. And this famous person wants to come look at the house. All he has is right now to look at it. Is that okay? And we're like, uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, we'd pay to be there for the week, but we kind of cleaned up a little bit. And it was John Cougar Mellencamp. And he had these two girls with him. And I swear on my life, they were all dressed like rock stars. And it was so cool. And I was very young. And they walked through the house. And I, I went like, oh, saw John Mellencamp so cool. live. He wasn't he wasn't John Cougar. He was just John Mellencamp. John Mellencamp. When was he John Cougar Mellencamp? See, that's showing my age. I that's still have cassette. My, mom, my mom's age. She had the cassette tapes and she would listen around the house. And she always had this thing where she would like jerk her shoulder. I guess that's the way she danced. <laughs> Is that Lane Bennett? She'd get her Budweiser <laughs> and she'd have put it in her beer koozie with her cut off jean shorts and her string bikini. And she'd put John Mellencamp on. And I'd be like, oh, it's going to be a party tonight. It's a party. <laughs> I used to love him. And it was very cool. They did. I'm dead serious. They had on leather miniskirts. I remember. And I remember the crazy hair. And I was like, oh With two women too? Yeah. He had two girls with him. Him, and it was him and he was just walking I don't know I don't it was just they were walking through the house checking it out and I was like I'm gonna ask for his autograph my mom was like no absolutely not we don't even talk to him because he's just like here normally you know like looking through yeah. looking at a house we can't be nerds and ask for his autograph do you remember when he married the chick from his music video no I don't this is the only memory I have of him I liked his music and he came through that house one time <laughs> he did a music video with her and she was dancing around in almost like a bedspread. And then after the video, he married her. She had blonde hair? Yeah, Elaine Irwin. That's interesting. I wonder what year that was. Do you know what year? He was married to her from 92 to 2011. Maybe it was her because this was in the early 90s. So we want to get started with Christina Porco. She has been missing since November 29th, 1986 from Hilton Head, South Carolina. Hilton Head is a really... It's a nice place. Like, it's got nice neighborhoods, a nice place. And you feel safe there, at least when I went. Absolutely, you feel safe. It's a non-family abduction. Her date of birth was June 30th, 1970. So at this point, she'd be 49 years old. Um, she disappeared when she was 16. She was 5'8 and 140 pounds. She had on an orange sweatshirt, light blue jeans, and white sneakers. She was a Caucasian 
female. I'm saying was. I'm certainly hoping she's still alive somewhere. I know. I'm I'm hoping too, but I understand. Yeah, I didn't mean to say that. Caucasian female, brown hair, brown eyes. Chrissy wore artificial fingernails. Hey, girl, same. At the time who, of her. Who didn't? <laughs> I still wear acrylics. I'm just saying. Um, at the time of her 1986 disappearance, and her nickname was, like we said, Chrissy. On November 29, 1986, Christina Joanne Porco lived in the Woodlake Villas condominium complex on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. That night, she had an argument about her curfew, and she left at 10.30 p.m. Can you imagine if the last conversation you have with your daughter is an argument? It was an argument. And I mean, you can see that happening. Teenagers do that. Christina went to a nearby phone booth and called a friend and asked if she could spend the night. The mother's friend wouldn't let her, and Christina indicated she was going to sleep by the complex's pool. This is Chloe just being stubborn. (laughs) And I swear she'd be like, I'm going to sleep by the pool and not come home. She told her friend during the conversation that a taxi kept passing and driving slowly. After hanging up, the friend went to the pool shortly thereafter, but only found Christina's red sweater. She was never heard from again. Since she disappeared, Christina's savings account had no activity, leaving behind $100 to $200. She did not carry any extra cash or belongings with her at the time. Christina attended Hilton Head High School. She was an average student and just finished a book report that was due the following week, indicating she didn't plan to leave. She was also auditioning for the school play, and her mother said she didn't think she would run away. Police believe there was foul play in her case. That's so upsetting. And then I I just read something that was written in 2017 that she had told her friend to meet her at the pool and that she had a contentious relationship with her mom, but they didn't say, like, Mm -hmm, follow play, mm -hmm. like, with her parents. Right, right, right. I definitely don't think the parents had anything to do with it. No, I don't either at all. I think at this point, I'm sure the parents just, like, were devastated that this Mm -hmm. was their last communication with her. Christopher J. Below is a a suspect in her case, as well as several other murders and disappearances of young women. He pleaded guilty to attempted involuntary manslaughter in the case of a shooting of a young woman whose body was never found. I don't understand how it's attempted if you've never found the body. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe they had a bunch of other circumstantial evidence, and because they didn't have a body, he, he probably confessed to it maybe, but then... Yeah, I don't know. That's that's very confusing. One of Christina Porco's missing posts were found in 1992 in his home in Lodi, Ohio. His sister made a statement that he carried a few missing posters for various women in a box, but it was never located. Bella was from Kentucky and was living in South Carolina at the time in the late 1980s and early 1990s. He has not been charged in any of the cases that he may be linked with besides the involuntary attempted manslaughter. Christina's mother believes her daughter may be buried in the North Forest Beach area. There is no evidence to support this, however. All of her friends were polygraphed about her disappearance and past. That is very upsetting. Do you think it was a serial? I think it was definitely foul play. I bet he did. If he, Why would he carry around... Like a normal person doesn't just have in a box like a couple of missing women's posters. The thing that's weird to me, though, is Hillen Head is not exactly a place that you would consider. It's kind of off the beaten path unless it's not like a major city. Yeah, because you have to drive down this road. Like it's not like you're going through it to get somewhere. Exactly. You're going to it. 
Yeah, it's the destination. Unless he was going there to take a job specifically. Right. Or he had this idea, I want to live on the beach. I don't know. I don't like it. I just think it's creepy that she said there was a taxi that kept going back and forth and, you know, told, like you said, told her friend to meet her there. It's just very, very shady. I don't like it. I could see it being some old tra- taxi driver, you know, when things went a little wrong. Oh, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like a crime of opportunity. And it could have been like a one-off oh, for him. It. Like he always thought about it, but then yeah. he carried it out or he was, you know, he accidentally killed her. And then he's like, okay, I'm not doing that again. You know? Have you uh, listened to the podcast, The Clearing? No. About Ed Edwards? No, what's that? The um, serial killer who, he confessed to like five different murders. His daughter's the one who helped bring him to judgment mm-hmm. and all that. However, this other retired detective has now trying to connect him to just literally every unsolved murder that you could possibly, like John Benet Ramsey, like it's just, it's wild and bizarre, mm-hmm. his theories. But it just reminded me like that, like you just said, like if somebody's driving through or, you know, just happened to see her, uh, just something like that reminds me of an Ed Edwards, like his his crimes were kind of like, oh, they're there. Okay, well, I'm going to take care of it. You know, that kind of And I wonder how often that happens. Like a serial killer is just in another state for some reason for that. Like Israel Keys was all over the place and just kind of whoever happened to come in his path. I hate that. That's so scary. Yeah, because they usually say that people, if you're going to get killed, it's usually by somebody you know. So if it is a random thing. I was watching Breaking Homicide and this girl got killed. They found her in her room and she shared an apartment. She was in college. And for the longest time, they thought it was like the roommate's ex-boyfriend her pants are off and it looked like she was hitting the head with a liquor bottle and all this well they find a voicemail on her phone that was sent to somebody or whatever and it's like the phone butt dialed accidentally and it picked up an argument in a club between her and another girl and now after watching it it looks like possibly her best friend who's a roommate (gasps) might have did it and tried to cover it up yeah and i looked it up after and they still haven't caught her but if you watch it it would have blown your mind because Going into it, you would think it was random or that it was some dude or... That's why I just don't... I don't talk to anybody. I just don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> On the Mo- Moms and Murder Facebook the other day, I put a post that said, the neighbors said hi to me for the second time today. I think it's time to move. And people were like... <laughs> and I said, who else agrees with this? And people were like, oh, no, I love my neighbors. I'm like, I'm just kidding. I really do. I have great neighbors. I'm just saying, I generally... I don't know any of mine. I'm not going to lie. Because I only know... Okay, so I know my one because I knew her before I even moved to the neighborhood. The ones on the other side we say hi to. I don't know anybody else on the street. I'm just... I assume everybody's nice because we wave. But I just have a general distrust of most people because I have watched too many Lifetime movies. I've watched too many Datelines. And now I'm just listening to true crime podcasts all the time. So I just naturally think, oh, could this person be a serial killer? I think I'm just naturally an introvert too. Yeah, I didn't used to be, but I am now. When I was younger, I was very extroverted and I think... I don't know what happened. Like, I'd just rather not go anywhere anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Chloe, my son said something the other day. He goes, "Um, my husband, I mean, we just like to watch a movie. You know, we just like to Mm -hmm. hang out. And he goes, mom, you know, I went over to so-and-so's house the other night. And his mom and dad, like, went out to dinner with friends and stuff. Why don't y'all ever do that? (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, honey. That sounds like the last thing I ever want to do ever. (laughs) 
did you not did you not just feel like oh my gosh I was like I am a loser (laughs) (laughs) I'm so lame I'm lame but I don't want to I'm just uh, I'm tired I don't want to have to make conversation I like to just be home no that is so funny it was very funny that he has noticed that (laughs) Carl admitted the other day he's like I just don't like to be social So what are you working on right now for Lessons from a Lifetime? Okay, so I thought I was going to do the Love You to Death, the Munchausen Mom Lifetime movie. Um, But I can't find it anywhere. Like I can't find it even to buy and watch. It's not on demand. It's not on the thing. So I'm going to continue with V.C. Andrews for this week. I'm watching it tonight, and I'll put that out by Monday. Um, But the V.C. Andrews movies are really good. They're good. I'm just ready to get into like a true crime or something like that. All right, so where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Lessons from Lifetime Podcast, and on Twitter at From Lifetime, which is weird still. I don't know how to fix it. And um, I don't have a Facebook page yet. I'm thinking of making one pretty soon, though. And then you can find Lessons from Lifetime Podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all your other favorite podcatchers. Ciao, darling. Still too early to go to Tiffany's. I guess the next best thing is a drink. I will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Hey crickets, don't be sad. Show is almost over, but don't despair. There's so much more Sip and Shine podcast. On sipandshinepodcast.com, we feature historical articles of more histories, mysteries, scandals, and personal essays of hot mess struggles. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at SipshinePod. And hold up, there's more. We have Pinterest and Flipboard where we collect featured stories from across the internet featuring royalty, chronicles of interesting events in history, and of course, true crime. Think of it as your own little magazine, a la Scandal Sheets meets National Geographic, but scholarly light. Definitely more emphasis on the lightness. What's a swanky affair of slightly questionable morals without music? It's definitely the soundtrack of life. We have a Napster song list with inspirations from Southern Charm to Glenn Miller. You know that missing hottie from World War II. Lastly, check out our YouTube channel that features playlists of documentaries and other related segments from our podcast topics. Who doesn't love a little documentary? It's definitely not gluttonous, promise. Think of it as education. So Sip and Shine is a lifestyle movement like a glassy little cocktail party, Madman style. From drinks to music to interesting combos, So RSVP to the party by finding us on social media and subscribing to this podcast. Hey, I know it's closing time already, but I have to give you a little bit of a disclaimer. The podcaster or authors assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on this podcast 
is an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. A reasonable amount of effort was made to deliver precise data to you. All views expressed by the podcast host or guest co-host are their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which Carrie, Sip and Shide Podcast, or Bold Lip Media have been, am now, or will be affiliated. The content of this podcast is for personal, informational, and entertainment purposes only and is not to be viewed for commercial use. Sip and Shine Podcast respects the intellectual property of others. Any audio clips that were not generated by the podcast host or producer was pulled from public domain, free use sites, and or from YouTube or other authorized sites to gather information. The utmost effort was made to credit the author and or production. If at any time you feel that copyright was infringed, please email admin at sipandshinepodcast.com and immediate action will be taken to remove the audio clips that are present for entertainment purposes only. Hi there, it is Cassidy from Cassidy Horn Creative. I edited this episode and wanted to let you know that if you want to start a podcast, I can help. Just reach out to me at CassidyHornCreative.com. That's C-A-S-S-I-D-Y-H-O-R-N Creative.com.